You are listening to the Uplevel Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey there. So I thought this week it would be really fun to just talk about some of my secret hacks for mindfulness and balance and for finding that in your life. Because I think each and every one of us are striving for more balance, for more ability to connect in a way that feels authentic to our goals and to the things that bring us joy and to having more of a rhythm. But I first want to start out by saying I am not one of those people who believes in something called a work-life balance in terms of it being something that you achieve and you get to stay there. I think that a work-life balance is something that ebbs and flows and it's forever changing. And our goal should be getting into a place where you can tap into where you fall on the spectrum, right? Creating more awareness about your core values and what lights you up and what brings you joy. And when you need to pour more into your family or you need to pour more into your business and being able to balance with intention and with ease. I think that that should be the goal because achieving this thing, this thing that people talk about, this this proverbial balance, I don't think it exists like that. I think it has to constantly change because our business is in a state of change. Our life is in a state of change. What we desire, what we need, all of those things are constantly changing. So why wouldn't the balance need to change? So I just want to set the stage so that there's clarity around my approach to that. And I think that when I got to the place of realizing that and giving myself permission to not necessarily get to a state of being, but to a place where I could feel more in control of where I was at on whatever the spectrum looked like at the time, that was a big relief. I was like, okay, now I get it. This makes sense to my brain. Instead of I need to achieve this thing because it always felt a little bit out of whack. By the time I got there to this place of balance, something else was different. And then I was having to figure out how do I get more space and time to to spend with my family or for myself or back to my business. And so then I was kind of creating this cycle of craziness instead of saying, okay, it's about more of an awareness. It's about understanding what balance feels like for me and knowing that it's not based on something that is static, but rather something that is changing. So all of that to say, I think that just subscribing to the belief, having the intention of becoming more mindful, becoming someone who seeks more balance and more joy, any of those things, that's the first step. And then what that looks like to you specifically is going to be very, very different from what it looks like to your business bestie or what it looks like to your business coach or the community of people that you spend time with. So making sure that you are bringing this all inward and that you're giving yourself permission to do it your way and that you're not going to figure it all out overnight and it's going to be a work in progress, okay? So the first step into becoming a greater version of your mindful self is really understanding where you are at presently 
in comparison to where you would like to be in terms of how you would like to feel right now. So what would be different if you felt more in control or more balanced or more mindful, whatever the thing is, and really looking at that delta, at that gap and saying, what is missing for me to actually be at that desirable state? And how do I get there? What do I need in order for that to be my reality? Is it resources? Is it tools? Is it understanding? Is it time? Is it energy? What is the thing or things that will help me get to this desired state based on how I'm feeling right now? And starting to kind of take inventory of where you're at and where you would like to be. And then really giving yourself space and love and grace and permission that it's going to be a work in progress and that right now you're leaning into exploring and becoming. A lot of times when we set intentions or write affirmations, it is heavy because we want to become something. And I think that just leaning into learning about it or becoming the thing instead of I am the thing, right? Especially when you're thinking in terms of affirmations is really, really helpful. It doesn't feel as daunting if we're saying I am becoming more mindful in my daily life instead of I am someone who embodies mindfulness in my life, right? Those are two very different things. Like I'm learning to become more mindful versus I am someone who is mindful. They still have the same end goal potentially, but one of them is like dipping your toe in the water versus jumping off the diving board. So you kind of need to assess what feels good to you. And if you're somebody who needs to take that like full on leap, get a running start and jump off, do that thing. You do you in this case, but knowing that your BFF is probably going to do it a little bit different and that's what's okay. So I'm going to share today just a few of the things that I have done over the past year that have helped me become more mindful and to feel a greater balance in my life. And I am not somebody who wakes up every day and is like, I'm going to meditate and I feel so balanced and I have Zen in my life. I'm probably as far from the opposite of that as you can get. Like I'm a mom of a three and a half year old with my hair on fire half the time. And we have two dogs and I'm running this, you know, multi, multi six figure business. And I have a team and oh yeah. And I want to do Pilates and I have all these goals and all the things, right? So I don't get it right all the time. And I give myself permission to just do a little bit better than I was doing last year. That for me, that mindset shift is what is important for me to keep moving forward and continue the momentum. Momentum is the theme this month inside of my mastermind group. And I was talking to the ladies like momentum is just the act of continuing to move forward. And it's not necessarily about moving quickly or moving slowly. It's about continuing forward motion towards something. And so in order for me to keep the momentum going, I have to make it easy because if I make it too heavy, I'm going to get overwhelmed and and stop because that triggers my scarcity mindset because I will feel like I'm not instantly good at this. And so I might as well stop and go towards something I am good at. I might as well focus on a skill set that comes naturally to me. And that's not subscribing to the growth mindset. So I don't want to do that. And I don't want to burn down the idea of becoming more mindful. So I have to tiptoe into the water. I am not a jumping off the diving board or the dock type of girl for this scenario. Okay. So my only goal is to become more mindful and have more balance than I did a year ago. So that's my first hack is to figure out what resonates with you. Do you want to go all in or you want to tiptoe and then allow yourself to do it at your pace and do not compare it to anyone else. Do what feels good to you and what resonates with you. And it's going to be teeny tiny shifts. You are not going to become a mindful person tomorrow and be able to create sustainability around that. All right. So don't even, don't even try to put that on yourself. 
because you have a lot of other things that are already going on in your life that you have to keep the momentum up with. So if you want to become more mindful and have more balance, it's going to be a work in progress. And that's okay because let's make it fun. So a really simple activity that has been so helpful for me when I need to connect more to the present, when I'm feeling really, really distracted and I've got all this noise in my head, or when I'm having one of those days where I just can't get focused and I can't get started, I can't get that momentum going in my business, I subscribe to this really simple exercise that I like to call the rule of fours. And there's a lot of variations of this out there. This is the simplest one, and this is why I like it, because it's simple. I like to get outside if I can, go on a walk, and I like to choose something from four different senses. So if we think about our five senses, if we think about seeing, hearing, touching, tasting, and smelling, I choose four things. And on my walk, I don't care if it's 10 minutes or if it's 45 minutes, I want to really tune into the sounds that I hear. I want to concentrate on something that I hear. And maybe it's going to be the birds, or maybe it's going to be the wind in the trees, or sometimes I'll go out to the garden and I'll just really tap into everything that I hear, right? Whether it's like the bees buzzing or the crickets or the wind blowing through the trees. And just spending some time with that sense and then choosing three other things. So something that I can touch. And if I'm on a walk, it might simply be feeling the texture of some leaves on a tree or running my hand through the grass. All right. Really soaking that in and just letting your senses awaken and being in that moment, right? We're not going to be paying attention to what's on our phone or being distracted by our Apple watch. We're going to be in the moment and really getting in touch with something that brings us into the present moment. And then our other our other senses, right? Something that we see, something that we taste, something that we smell. I don't know if you're always going to want to taste something when you're on a walk, but you might. Maybe you're walking through an orchard or maybe it's blackberry season and you can take this nice juicy blackberry straight off the vine that's warmed by the sun and you're really going to think about how that thing tastes in your mouth. But if that's not possible, you can choose to smell something. You can choose to see something that you've never seen in the same way before, but really getting in tune with each of those things. And you can do all five if you want, but I just like to keep it on the rule of fours because I can do four things. I can do four things in 10 minutes. I can do four things in 40 minutes, but spending some time really soaking that in, right? It's it's the same science that works with intuitive eating, When we go to sit down for a meal, making sure that we are maybe doing a small meditation or a prayer or just calming ourselves before we embark on the actual journey of eating and really smelling what is on our plate and looking at the presentation of the food and tasting the things that actually go into our mouth. There's so much science around this that is very holistic in terms of how our body processes all of these things. There is the gut health component and the way that the neurons are firing in our brain when we are really, really tuned in to the way that we're approaching things. So this is a simple hack that you can do right now. Today, you can go out for a walk. I don't care if it's bad weather, put on some rain boots and grab an umbrella. You can do this in the sunroom of your house. You can sit there and you can really notice things that you haven't noticed before, but it's important that you are all in on giving this a shot. This is really fun thing that you can do with your kiddos as well is, is really making this, you know, a family activity. And I try and do this a lot with Ellie, especially when we're, we're on walks to notice 
the flowers that are blooming or the birds that are chirping. I feel like this is something that my dad did really well with me as a kid unknowingly, he wasn't like, let's go do a mindfulness activity. But we spent time paying attention to the different birds and the plants and noticing that things were flowering. And this has come up time and again with different people that have come into my life. And they're like, wow, you really notice, especially what plants look like and what plants are around you and things that are flowering. I never noticed those things before, but now I'm getting a better appreciation for it. So I have this inherent like mindfulness activity to some degree that I've been doing as a habit since a small child. So imagine if I had been more intentional about mindfulness earlier in my life, what would already be built in as as far as habits go. And so those of you that are mamas, you can look at how do I build mindfulness in to my children's habits? Like there are so many things that you can do. So another thing that I really love is subscribing to doing a bit of a digital detox before bed. I am somebody that needs sleep. I dream about sleeping. True story. Like I don't feel like I have slept well, truly, truly to my definition of well since before I had a baby, right? And I am sure again, mamas can relate to this, but oh my gosh, I have to do whatever I can to protect my sleep. And there was a time uh, last year where I wasn't sleeping well and I was waking up consistently at 3 a.m. And then my type six Enneagram was turning on and I was running all the scenarios about all the meteors that might hit the earth and all the things that you can imagine that were just keeping me up at night. Like the anxiety demons were were strong. And so I had to work really hard to get to a place of protecting my sleep because then I was waking up fatigued and just not energized and not focused and foggy. And then I was embarking on needing more coffee. And then that was impacting my adrenals and my gut health. And you see the cycle you can go down, right? So it's backing up and saying, I need better sleep so that I can have better balance in my life. So doing a digital detox before before bed was really helpful. So what I mean by that is 30 minutes before bed, I'm done with my phone. I'm not looking at it anymore. And if you can get more time than that, great. Like I applaud you, but I made it to 30 minutes and that was helpful for me. And so the phone is retired, right? And maybe I might watch a little television with my husband, but really now um, we switch on and off with bedtime routine for Ellie. And usually I'm reading either way, if I'm putting her to sleep or if he has bedtime duty, I'm reading. And so that helps really just ground me and bring me back to a place of just letting my body rest and checking out. And and the other thing I want to say about this is if you're somebody like me, that when you read, you have some guilt that comes in that you should be reading personal development books, right? All the entrepreneurial books out there, all the things. I want to challenge you to not do that at nighttime if reading is going to help you detox and unwind. I want you to read something that is a little bit mindless. I have been reading some, I don't even know, like romantic comedy types of books this summer, and it is so refreshing. I also, I started out when I switched from this whole, I've got to read all the the personal development books and realizing that was just winding me up. What was happening is I was getting all these ideas and then I wanted to go in creative mode and I wanted to write them all down and record podcasts and create worksheets. And that was not a good plan before bed, right? So I read Green Light by Matthew McConaughey and that was so fun. And I found myself like still having a little bit of connection to entrepreneurial thoughts in there, but I was starting to have fun with the reading. And that was like the aha moment that, okay, you need to read for pleasure before bed. And so I've really switched over to that. And I saved the serious reading for, well, actually never right now, but I'm going to save that for when I have more time to read. So be cognizant of 
what does reading do to your brain? Does it calm you down or does it amp you up, right? And then what can you read to help calm you and ground you and get that balance? So that digital detox before bed for me looks like that. Now I want you to look at what can that bedtime routine look like for you, right? What's going to help you? For a while I was using one of those jade rollers before bed and that was part of my routine. I'd like to get back to that. But what type of rituals can you build in and habits and maybe you're doing the five minute journal and maybe you're doing affirmations before bed, whatever the thing is, like how can you get into a routine that brings you to a place of more restfulness, right? And if you're somebody who's like, I don't need this and I sleep like a baby every night, bless your soul. And I'm very jealous of you, but yay, I'm so happy. The other thing that's fun, like backing up before I get to the digital detox is doing another, we like to do rituals, right? My child rituals sounds like such a weird word. Um, we like to have routines. That's the word I'm coming up with routines that, you know, prepare us for things. So, so my child really likes routines. And so one of the other bedtime routines that we do is we do lemon ginger tea and we make homemade lemon ginger tea. And so we get hot water and fresh ginger and we grate the ginger up and we squeeze the lemon and put a little honey in there. And we have a nice calming tea before bed that is also really good for your gut. And you can't tell that I'm sort of a health nerd underneath all of this stuff, but that brings some restfulness and it's mindfulness. And we talk about what the ginger smells like, and we really taste the lemon in there and just starts to help us unwind. So thinking about something that will lead into that bedtime routine, especially if you have kids that you can also do together, what is something that starts to unwind you um, and bring you into a place that you can go into a more restful night's sleep. And again, I'm not an expert at any of this stuff. I'm just sharing some things that we do from time to time. And we don't do this perfectly. I don't have ginger lemon tea homemade every night. You know, I'm not also Martha Stewart, but we'll go in cycles where this becomes something that we do every evening. And then sometimes it's been where that's part of our morning routine. So, so figuring out what you can do to create some routines that also bring some grounding and some balance into your life. And what that also does is it brings a sense of connection in my family. Ellie likes to help with that process. And I find, you know, that helps keep me away from being on my phone or being distracted by all of the chores that I should be doing or whatever the things are and being really present in the moment, making this tea and talking about our day or what our plans are for the next day. So it's a really, the small things that you can incorporate that are so powerful in terms of finding that balance and being more mindful and being in the moment. So another fun thing that I like to do is I like to subscribe to things that bring me joy. And one of the things that brings me joy is fresh flowers. So I order myself fresh flowers on a regular basis. And sometimes this is every other week. Sometimes this is once a month, but I have found that when I get fresh flowers delivered and I can unpack them and I trim the stems at a 45 degree angle and make sure that they're in fresh water and I arrange them, that for me is a mindful activity. I am really present and I'm looking at the quality of each and every one of those flowers and I'm looking at the texture and I'm smelling them and I'm imagining where they came from and how they grew and the farmer that trim them and wrap them in this beautiful bouquet, I'm very present in the whole process of these flowers. And so I found that for me, that is a really, really great thing to practice some mindfulness that doesn't involve me leaving my house. So I want you to think about what brings me joy and how can I be subscribing to more of that? And how can I be in the present moment around that? The other thing that is simple 
but also brings me into a place of feeling more balanced is aromatherapy. I love some good essential oils. I I find that I love to prepare for, you know, recently it was the kickoff um, for the Consulting Framework Accelerator Program. And I was like, oh, okay, I really have to, what do I... What do I need to feel focused today and energized? And so I went to my collection of essential oils and I smelled a few different ones until I was like, okay, this is the one. Like I make it part of the process and journey and really find a lot of joy in that whole thing. So the simple things. So I hope that you're listening to this podcast right now and being like, none of this is rocket science, but these are little things. And oh my gosh, I'm already doing some of this. And what are some of the other things that I can do to bring more mindfulness and balance into my life? Asking Alexa to play classical music, right? While you're cooking in the kitchen or you have some creative time in your business and really bringing you into this place of just calming yourself and being present or making sure that you're incorporating time to get outside. One of the other things, and I've mentioned this lots of times before, I try to get outside at least once a day and stand barefoot in the grass, which is grounding, right? Really getting connected to the earth and just the whole process of grounding. If you want to know more about grounding, literally Google grounding, that could be a whole podcast episode in itself. But what can you do to remove yourself from being in that cycle of needing to do more and getting caught up and anxiety and overwhelm and all the things and bring yourself back to a place of saying, how do I get more mindfulness? How do I get more balance? How do I get to a greater state of of presence in my life and in my business and making sure that I'm feeling in balance for this current state in the season that I'm in and just really subscribing to learning about it and being in touch with how you're feeling and seeing how you can improve a little bit each and every day. That's all that you need to do. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that some of these little tips and tricks were relatable and inspiring to you to bring more mindfulness and balance into your life, because this will help you be a better entrepreneur. This will help you feel more confident and clear and in control and know that like there's more to having a successful business than just having perfect systems and operations that you need to really feel connected to each and every piece of that. And the way that you're going to do that is taking better care of yourself and being more in touch with what you need and what drives you. So Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for your support. If you feel called to, please leave a review for this podcast. I am so grateful for each and every one of you who have taken the time to do that. And if you feel like sharing it, I am super grateful for that as well. Feel free to share any insights or thoughts with me over in Instagram and the DMs or send me a DM on Facebook. And if you're not already in the Up Level Lounge on Facebook, that's our free group, please come join us. We have lots and lots of fun conversations and are such a supportive community and we would love to meet you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Uplevel Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissafrolick.com. See you here next week.